Welcome, Coven, to another week of the Fiverr Coven podcast. We are so excited to talk to you about what we've been knitting on and some witchy stuff. I am Lauren of Valkyrie Fibers. And I am Emily of Kitty with a Cupcake. Yay! Yay! News. We have a mystery knit-along that is going on, although it's not so mysterious anymore. Nope. It's just a knit-along now. The mystery is over. Uh, But we are drawing for prizes for the mystery knit-along for participation as well as finished shawls. So you could still totally join in, even though the drawing is going to take place in about two weeks. Uh, The Cal ends at the end of July, but you could start knitting on a shawl and post about it and still be eligible for prizes. So that is awesome. And that pattern is available in both my Ravelry and Payhip shops. It's called Stripes in Space for $7. Yay. It's super fun. 10 out of 10 would knit it again. I'm tempted to out of me, out of things, but yeah. Did you finish anything this week? No. I did. Of course it's you a did. New, You're wearing it's, it. <laughs> it's a ripple bralette. They're they're really fast. I made an, a modified ripple bralette. This is in my Spectre 4 colorway. I did just sell out of this colorway in my Etsy shop, but there's lots of, you know, it's perfect for a single skein of yarn. And um, instead of doing two cups, like a normal bra top, I just did... Uh, I kept it in one piece and did a straight line across the top so that it's kind of got a 90s halter top vibe going on. It turned out really cute. Yeah, I'm um, this is this. This is the summer of the ripple bralette. Nice. (laughs) I just uh, I just took more woodshed selfies to post on the Internet. It's it's my little selfie spot. But today they're like, I could see workmen down the street. They're doing work cutting down trees for power lines and such. Because, you know, we live in the places of the country where it burns to the ground. The power lines and the trees and everything. So we're very glad we're doing that work. But it's noisy. And I was like out there like selfieing in my bra. And I could like see workmen down the street. I'm like, oh, God, let's get this over with quick. (laughs) Yeah. But what have you been working on? Mostly one thing that I can show you. I'm also working on the Buck Moon uh, spell pouch pattern, but Mm. you can't see that. So I've been working on this lace thing. Yay. That's for my mom. And I have Uh like a little bit over a week to get it done. I really have a week to get it done because I would have to like block it. But, you know, it's true. I believe in you. Here it (gasps) is. It's so pretty. It's getting to the point where your rows are very long, huh? Oh yeah, it's a crescent shape, so mm-hmm. they're real they're real long rows. But yeah, I don't know if I like this most recent chart that I've started, but I'm gonna keep it because <laughs> I don't have time to rewrite the chart. The, the points, it kind of looks like a fan, uh, a fan shape or petals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They all come to little points. Yeah, that was the idea. And there's like some kind of floral biz that Mm -hmm. that's really going to be hard to see until I block it but yeah I don't know if the end part is going to be open enough I don't know if there's going to be enough eyelets it's kind of like a mock twisting cable thing Mm. um but I I've only done like five rows so you can't really see what it's going to end up being like so yeah this will it'll be interesting it's and it's a gorgeous like pale berry color Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. it is a nitpicks yarn 
it's I think it's called mm-hmm. luminance. It's a hundred percent silk. So it's slippery. I uh knock on wood haven't lost any rows fallen off of needles yet because it's so slippery. But yeah, this is pretty much what I've been working on all the time. Lace. To complete so, this chart that I'm on, I think I said I just finished like maybe row six and mm-hmm. maybe I finished row seven. I don't remember, but it's a 60 row. But that's the last chart? Yeah. Okay. And I start doing beads this. on like row 41. You got this. And I think that'll make it big enough to be a shawl, right? Because it's already pretty wide. Mm-hmm. And it's going to really stretch because I'm going to block the crap out of it because lace. Mm -hmm. Block it into submission. Yeah, it's going to, it has to obey me. Mm -hmm. But I did, I I compared it to some existing lace shawls that I have and think it will be big enough with that many rows. Yeah. And I don't, I hopefully I have enough beads. I do have a backup color of beads so I could do like the last row in like a different color or something if I mm-hmm. run out of beads but hopefully I have enough beads I have a hundred some beads I don't know how many beads are in that's here. not a lot of beads no I have way more than a hundred beads I just don't know okay, how good. beads work I have two of these mm-hmm. things which is probably fine yeah yeah you're making me want to make beaded things now well, until I have to put the beads on and it takes slows me down. <laughs> but you don't have to worry about that for another like 30 rows. Yeah, that's days from now. <laughs> if you're slow. <laughs> I am working on something that is also slippery. I cast on the Aura sweater. Mm-hmm. I cast it on in my Surrey fluff base which is 100% alpaca. It's a mohair alternative. This was made, the pattern was made for mohair, but mohair makes my nose itch. So I opted for the Surrey. Um, it doesn't look like much now, but since it's like alpaca, ooh, and I just dropped four stitches off. It is very no. slippery. It's okay. I save them. It's really, I'm not worried about it. It's mohair. So it, it stays put. But yeah, so the it's the Aura sweater by Ginkgo B, and it's a lot of stitches as well because it's an oversized sweater. It's going to be it's, really cute. I, I'm glad you went with the dark one. You were deciding between pastel mm-hmm. or dark. I saved both two. I saved two sweater quantities. Nice. I might make both. So I... I actually did gauge, which was a surprising thing for me. It didn't turn out like, I mean, it still like didn't help me because <laughs> I'm not good at doing gauge. I, so I cast on, a, I did my gauge swatch on size fives and my gauge was a little big. So I was like, okay, so I'll just, and, but I liked the fabric I was getting. So I was like, okay, I'll just go down um, a pattern size. And I did that and it's still large. Um on me, but it's also supposed to, it can have anywhere from two to eight inches of ease. Mm-hmm. And I also have this problem where I don't know what size my body is. Like, I think I'm larger than I am. And I'm actually a very small person <laughs> who's like, and my weight fluctuates too. And I tend to get smaller in the summers and it's summer. So we'll see. I'm just knitting away on this. It and it has also these gorgeous balloon sleeves, which I am all about. So it's just a frightening amount of stitches right now. I'm excited. 
I've just been watching things and all I want to do is knit on this while I listen to books. And I think that's what I might do with the rest of my day. That sounds lovely. If I love this, I might make one in pastel purple. Um, Then I've tried it on a couple times as I've like put it on bigger needles, bigger needles and bigger needles. And it does like it could, you can see it could go around my shoulders like this, which might be a cute look. I haven't decided whether I wanted to wear it on top of the shoulders, like it's designed or around the shoulders. And since I do want that oversized look and the gorgeous balloon sleeves, I was contemplating uh, getting a little bit of elastic and putting it uh, through the I-cord or like just next to the I-cord cast on so that it would stay put around my shoulders or around my neckline and kind of give that like poofy cloud look that I'm going for. That could be fun. Thoughts? Yeah. Maybe an elastic cord through the I-cord. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Binks agrees. I don't know if you heard that little kitty mew. Because it's so floofy, I feel like if it's not through the I-cord, if it's just next to it, that it will be visible. I was talking about that like little clear elastic that like people reinforce. I also don't love that touching my skin. Good point. So if you put it inside, it will be like insulated. That's that's what I thought. Hi, Pinks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's my plan. It's good to good that the, the designer of our duo thinks that me putting elastic through the um, eye cord like I originally thought. I mean, you can just thread it through and mm-hmm. see if you like it, too. So it's not going to like hurt anything. Mm-hmm. I would like try and find some like elastic beading cord or something maybe mm-hmm. so that actually still have some of that. It's smoother to like thread it through. Mm-hmm. It's a good idea. Yeah. You've been wor- it, working on anything besides that lace shawl? No. <laughs> yes. But it's, it's the, the power of the full moon club pattern. Mm-hmm. So no. I have a totally not surprising <laughs> other, other whip. Yeah. Is it socks? It's a bra, another bralette. Oh, it's so cute. It's this, it's. We're going to be triplets with someone. We are going to be triplets with someone. I have a friend who's a, about my size and um, had over 50 grams left. So I thought I'd make this for her. She wants more of the look like this one, but with the regular top. So that's my plan. I'm going to do one that's like a little longer in the bodice and. It's coming along good. It really is the summer of the Ripple Bralette for you. It is my hot witch summer and my mm-hmm. Ripple Bralettes. I like it. I don't plan on stopping anytime soon. <laughs> I was like, mm, maybe after this, I'll take one of my single skeins of yarn and make a Ripple Camisole. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, so I used um, a new to me cast on because I like a lot of negative ease in this because it helps me feel like my boobs aren't going to fall out the bottom. So I use the, uh, I think it's Tillabuddy's very stretchy cast on. And mm, I haven't tried that one. It's interesting. It's very mm-hmm. stretchy. Mm-hmm. It looks a little funny while it's, it, it has like loops, but when you stretch mm-hmm. it out, they like go away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it will be stretched. I use this. You can see, I use the same one on mine and it you don't see any of the little loopies you don't like the uh old norwegian cast on that's in the pattern i don't know i just felt like doing my own thing <laughs> okay i was just curious if you didn't like that one or why you were no i i don't know i just like i have this the cast on by doff book and i just i have that book like, too yeah i was just like oh i was just shopping for a stretchy cast on and i thought that one looked the best so that's what i picked nice sweet 
Sue, did you acquire anything this week? No. Me neither. Well, that's easy. We can jump right into a cult corner. Yeah. Take it away, Emily. Okay. So this week we're talking about uh, Dioso and Wittershins. Uh, and I have many things to say about this. Um, so mm-hmm. first I'm going to talk about how we talk about these things in like neo-pagan traditions. Mm -hmm. Then I'm going to talk about where the words actually came from. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. then I'm going to talk about how they were actually used. (laughs) Um, So dioso uh, or sunwise or sunward all mean clockwise in modern terms. Uh, Mm -hmm. And this comes from going in the same direction as the sun from east to west. But the etymology of the word diosil is actually from the Latin word dexter, which means right or right-handed. Mm-hmm. And in neo-pagan traditions, you typically will cast a circle of protection or call the quarters in diosil direction. And usually when you want to bring something in like luck or you're trying to bring in like prosperity you will stir things or walk or do whatever you're doing in a clock clockwise sunwise direction mm-hmm. wittershins is counterclockwise or anti-clockwise mm-hmm. uh, it comes from lowland scots and the origin of the word is middle low german and it literally means against the way as in going the opposite as, of to the right and in Neopagan stuff, we uh, use that direction to banish energy. Or if you want to release energy, like maybe if you're undoing your circle of production, you'll go in the Wittershins direction. Mm-hmm. These directions are opposite if you're in the southern hemisphere because we say it's related to the direction of the sun and the sun goes in the opposite direction if you're in the southern hemisphere. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. That's all the Neopagan <laughs> stuff. But (laughs) when you look up stuff about this, and if you read a book that is like a neo-pagan witchcraft book, they will often suggest that these directions were the words that people use to say clockwise and counterclockwise, like before clocks exist. That's not true. But sundials existed before then. Yes, yes. So the association with these words being like the pre-clockwise words starts with Gerald Gardner and Wicca. He is really the person who made that up. And it's just like not right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, The words that predate clockwise and counterclockwise are really just right and left. That's Mm -hmm. that's what people used for those before clocks existed. So that's what they would have used in terms of a sundial. Wittershins and Diosil were both words that existed. They weren't necessarily used in the same place because Diosil would have been more like uh, Celtic Irish and Mm -hmm. uh, Wittershins is like low Scotland. So they were like different Celtic people. They're both Celtic. But But didn't you also say, and I I saw like just on like Wikipedia that Wittershins was Germanic in origin as well. It is. Yeah. But it like got used a lot in Mm -hmm. lower Scotland. Yes. Also, fun fact, Gerald Gardner spelled it wrong. So the way that we spell it in neo-paganism is wrong. <laughs> it breaks a rule of uh, Gaelic, which would be, D- it would be diosil with like an A instead of an O, like Dio. He just like- Dio just isn't a diphthong that they like. 
it yeah it's just not, it, it's like there's rules about what vowels can go next to each other and stuff and that is not one that's okay to exist so it's spelled wrong but whatever mm-hmm. there's a there's a billion different spellings for it because it's not mm-hmm. english in origin so but yes so it didn't necessarily predate clockwise and counterclockwise they would have just said right and left to mean those things and it is unclear if sunwise and diocell and uh wittershins if they actually have to do with rotational direction we think that they do but they might have just been talking about like going to the right or going to the left it comes up both ways okay there but isn't the reason that clockwise is the way it is on a clock is because of a sundial and that's the way it is on a sundial good question so yes we think so but there's no documentation saying that uh, when talking mm-hmm. about, like, when looking at texts about, like, the first clocks. There's no specific in recorded history saying, like, this is why the clocks are going to go this direction because sundials go in this direction. Probably because of there being more population in the Northern Hemisphere, but that's not the way sundials go in the Southern Hemisphere. And it also could possibly be from right hand bias. Mm-hmm. So That's probably because of sundials, because a lot of people making clocks would have had sundials that go in the rightward direction, uh, but also mm-hmm. probably because of right hand bias. So as a lefty, mm-hmm. I feel that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I don't know anything about like the first ways to like tell time aside from sundials in the southern hemisphere, but in the northern hemisphere, like the kind of, I don't know, it's just one of those things that's possibly like so intuitive it didn't need to be written down. Like why our numbering system is base ten because we yep. have ten little wiggly things on the end of our arms. Yep, interesting. It's just, it's just interesting. Uh, it's yeah. also interest. I find it interesting that we use these words like we do today in neo-paganism, which is totally because of Wicca. But Mm -hmm. it's interesting because like going Wittershins could have been an intercation of witchcraft in a few different Scottish Mm -hmm. witchcraft cases. Um, There's one from the Scottish records of Elgin in 1545. There's a complaint lodged that said the aforementioned Margaret Balfour was a whore and a witch and that she went Wittershins about men's houses and only her shift. So she was like dancing around counterclockwise some dude's houses in her underpants. So nice. Mm -hmm. But I mean, definitely just like I'm still thinking about the right hand bias and the clockwise and the counterclockwise. That thing is like so true entomologically. If you look at the words in any Latin based languages for left and right, mm-hmm. left handed people were thought to be witches. Yep. It's that same bias about clockwise right handed being the right way and counterclockwise left handed being. I mean, like the, the word for left in Italian is sinistra, which is from sinister, is where we get the word sinister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that Dexter word that means right in Latin mm-hmm. it also means right, like correct. It it, it yeah. is uh, the same as it is in English, where it can mean correct or to the right. <laughs> same in Italian and Spanish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I thought mm-hmm. that was interesting that we use those words this way in neo-paganism, but mm-hmm. Wittershins could be a, specifically associated with witchcraft, but it's still like the releasing one mm-hmm. yep Le- left 
going to the left and left-handedness is also associated with witchcraft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's it's all comes from that root. It was it was very much set in jest, but I had a uh, a friend that I used to work with when I was a cook who was from Poland, and because yeah, I was a lefty, he'd joke and call me a witch because mm. of my left-handedness. Fly home on your broom, witch. He'd always say to me. Now I was know what that means. <laughs> yeah, I knew I knew that, but I, I was also I, I'm not that I'm nice now, but I was a very mean cook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, what more do you have to say about Wittershins and Diesel? That's, that's about what I had to say. Okay. Um, ways to use it. I mean, mm-hmm. like, and if you want, you can flip them. It doesn't matter, right? Like, mm-hmm. like we just said, this is all pretty made up. So yeah, uh, if you want to associate your practice with the sun and you live in the northern hemisphere, you can go to the right. If you live in the southern hemisphere, you can go to the left. But yeah, lots of different ways to use it. Like when you stir your coffee in the morning, uh, if you are Mm -hmm. casting a circle or calling the quarters, you can think about it then. Uh, If Mm -hmm. you're grinding any herbs or making any sort of stuff uh, in the kitchen, something to think about. Also, too, I noticed that I did that like during Beltane. I just lit a fire in my grill. <laughs> I lit some sticks tied up with pretty ribbons in my grill and I uh, put on some good music and I kind of like danced around it in a clockwise circle because I was trying to like call in good stuff or, you know, just think about the intentions of inviting good things into my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So stirring your coffee, grinding your herbs, dancing around your fires. Mm-hmm. Also, too, like if you're writing something circularly on a little petition paper, think about whether you're, you know, mm-hmm. trying to call things in, you know, call good things in or banish bad things. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I made you talk first because I wasn't sure how these things were pronounced. <laughs> I, I'm not, I am not sure that I am pronouncing them correctly. Let's say that right up the front. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think it's interesting. And it's for this all of this podcasting is really fun to me because like you and I have both gotten into like pagan practice and witchcrafty stuff recently. And it's just kind of fun to learn together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, what a fun occult corner for this week. We learned some stuff. We did. We learned about clocks and <laughs> left hand hatred. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So happy to be living in a time where they didn't tie my left hand behind my back and force me to use my right hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But so I just heard about a- this on a podcast yesterday, mm-hmm. but babies uh, will suck their thumb in the womb and that determine that can determine what handedness they're going to be. There might also be a genetic component too, because there's more lefties than right-handed people in like my close family mm-hmm. on both sides. That makes sense to me just because kids mirror so much stuff too. That's true. My father is left-handed. I'm left-handed. My And my maternal grandfather is also left-handed. Mm-hmm. So it's really nice when we all get together, we just put all the lefties on one side of the table. It's convenient. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have seen some uh, knitters online who knit left-handed because they were taught mm-hmm. by left-handed people, even though they are not left-hand dominant. I know a left-handed knitter who just mirrors everything a right-handed knitter does, and it just blows mm-hmm. my mind as a person who, aside from writing, considers themselves We have someone in the Patreon coven who does that, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, it's, it's just mind-blowingly neat the way people's brains work to accomplish the same task in all these variety of beautiful ways. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yay. Yay. Yay for differentness. Cause it would be boring to live in a world where we were all the same. Yes. Hooray. So we did have a teeny bit of shameless self-promotion this week. Um, I guess I'll go first. I, last week I debuted my new color, self-striping colorway progress based off of the progress pride flag. And I now have a few pre-order listings. It's honestly, they might as well be ready to ship. They are all dyed up and ready to go. They'll probably be ready to go by Monday. So yeah, if you wanted to get some of the new self-striping colorway from me, it is in the shop to be purchased now. And $5 from each skein has already been donated to Knit the Rainbow, which is a great organization that's helping to get hand-knit items and as well as other sorts of support to queer homeless youth in New York City. Yes. Hey. Oh, and if if you're looking to actually buy this, it is in my uh, Etsy shop, which is Valkyrie Fibers Tahoe on Etsy. Yay. And if you're looking for a pattern to use with your fun new self-striping yarn that you have ordered from Lauren, I have a new pattern that came out today that uses self-striping yarn. Yay! This is my knitting on ice leg warmer pattern. And I know it looks like it's just a boring tube and you don't need a pattern for this, but the pattern includes shaping and sizing to make sure that the leg warmer is going to fit your leg and stay up. There are eight sizes included in the pattern. There is also uh, two different calf shaping methods included in the pattern for if you have wider, um, maybe you're a bigger person, calves like me, or if you have skinnier calves. Um, So there's different ratios for how big the calves get versus the ankle included in the pattern. And it starts out with some nice twisted ribbing, which I love twisted ribbing. You don't have to twist it if you hate it, but I think it looks better. And then it's just stocking it up to more twisted ribbing. And I knit mine in Lauren's History Makers colorway, which is the Yuri on Ice inspired colorway, which is why it's called Knitting on Ice. And uh, I held mine double with a ball of Rowan Kid Silk Haze, which is a mohair silk lace weight yarn and it makes it super fuzzy and halo-y and they're going to be so warm and cozy in the winter times I can also see it being really nice for you know when it cools down in the mornings and nights and you don't want to put on like real socks like Mm -hmm. say you're out doing your yoga on your deck I'm gonna wear them when I do yoga all the time Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I like how you can make them look bunchy around your ankle or pull them up high Yes, there. Go look up the pattern on my Ravelry and Payhip, which is Kitty with a cupcake on both, and uh, I have pictures of it both pulled up like straight and like tight to the leg and bunched down like a cute '80s like leg warmer situation. Mm -hmm. Uh, I did try and take pictures of these on. ice skates i went to an ice skating rink to take pictures of them over ice skates and they gave me the ugliest plastic ice skates that i did not know there were skates that could be this ugly um so if you want to see the ugly skates look on my instagram kitty with a cupcake uh (laughs) that's gonna be in like my top nine posts for this year because people were like talking about the ugly skates so much (laughs) 
That's great. But I did take pictures of them on my cute boots so that they would be cute and not ugly. Yay. Yay. Yes. So and it's nice that. because and, oh go ahead. If you have a self-striping skein that you don't want to be buried underneath your pants and your boots, this is a good way to show it off. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, it also doesn't have to be self-striping if you don't want it to be self-striping. I just thought it was fun to use yeah, self-striping. Yeah, some of your testers did kind of a fade look and it looked really good. Yes. Yeah. Actually, that uh, test knit, she used the same color for the fingering weight but use three different colors of mohair um so it looks like it's different colors because they're different mohair colors how double and i did just post that on my stories because they looked really cool but the pattern mm-hmm. is on sale for the release it's 10 percent off uh now through july 20th awesome we'll run out and get that and if you are looking for us as the Fiber Coven together anywhere around the internet, we do have a Patreon. We'd love to have you there. You can get into our awesome little Discord group. It's an excellent group of witchy folk. Um, you can find us as Fiber Coven on Instagram and pretty much everywhere around the internet. Sweet. So until next week, Coven, thank you so much for spending your time with us and keep making yarn magic. Bye.